Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Since every minute counts when you're a new parent, who wants to waste time washing bottles? Transform this daily chore with the Baby Bretza Bottle Washer Pro, the first machine that automatically washes, sterilizes, and dries bottles, pump parts, and sippy cups at the push of a button. Its 20 spray jets clean everything 100%. Plus, it sterilizes with steam, then dries with germ-free air. Don't waste time on tedious hand washing. Let the Baby Bretza Bottle Washer Pro do it for you. Shop now at babybretza.com. I'm Buzz Knight, the host of Taking a Walk, Music History on Foot. Follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or you can also follow us on the thepodcastplayground.com. Today's episode, we have an icon, a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame member, an unmistakable voice of our generation. Remember the Righteous Brothers? The songs still ring true today. Amazing songs. They've been the soundtrack of our life. Join us with Bill Medley, co-founder of the Righteous Brothers, next on Taking a Walk. Welcome to Taking a Walk, Bill. How are you? Oh, I'm fine. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Thanks for taking me for a walk. I know. I'm doing one in my backyard here in Carlisle, Massachusetts, just to try to keep it real. And I believe you're out in California, aren't you? Yeah, right now I am. I think we leave uh, leave for uh, out there where you are. I think uh, we leave Thursday, and uh, I think we're going to be out there for about a month, and uh, or somewhere we're going to be somewhere for a month. So, what inspires you to this day to uh, sing your amazing songs in concert? Uh, absolutely, it's it's the audience, you know. Uh, they that's really the reason to be out there and and they just they just make it everything feel you know brand new i mean the minute you go into love and start singing love and feeling you'll you'll watch you know couples start to hold their hand or snuggle each other so it's um it, it, it's absolutely the audience and uh 
we we feel very blessed that uh, they're still there for us. How badly did you miss it these last few years? Oh man, well the COVID thing really, uh, really, really hurt. You know, I mean, I'm I'm pretty much a one-trick pony. I'm a you know I'm a singer. I'm a performer, and and boy, when they said stay home. And we all thought, well, it'll be about a month or this <laughs> ended up to be a couple of years. It was a, it was really very painful because, you know, uh, going on stage for me is the medicine of life, you know. And uh, but uh, yeah, it, 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 it was it was really tough. So you really first um, learned the joy of performance while you were uh, singing in a choir, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I grew up uh, yeah, actually Presbyterian, but I, I sang in the choir, and I sang in the, uh, the junior high and high school choirs, and just loved to sing, loved it, and then I heard Little Richard in 1955, and I said, wow, <laughs> I really love that, and so I became a, a songwriter, and uh, I really wasn't, uh, didn't feel like I was going to be a singer, but uh, I wanted to write. And, uh, but uh, it was, uh, you know, tur- turned out pretty good for me. I would, I would say so. <laughs> <laughs> and this little Richard guy, boy, he was, uh, he was quite an influence on so many people. Do you think he got his uh, just due in the day? I, I know he did. He, I know he did in the industry. You know, all of us, anybody that sings sings rock and roll is influenced and loves Little Richard. Uh, he, you know, he, and, and I think he didn't go into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame right away. Uh, to me, he should have been probably the first guy in him and Elvis. I mean, he's just—he was—he influenced uh, well the Beatles. <laughs> Everybody, and uh, no, I don't think he got uh, the right. Uh, but but in the industry, he was considered, uh, you know, uh, brilliant. And you had the opportunity to cross paths with the little Richard, I would imagine, didn't you? Oh sure, yeah, we worked worked with uh, Richard uh, a few times, and uh, he he was always fun and really great with us, and. Uh, it took me a little while to get comfortable around him because I was so such a fan, you know. And but he was a great guy. Yeah, we worked with him two or three times. And how about Elvis Presley? You must have crossed paths with him. Yeah, Elvis uh, became a uh, well, even from from the early '60s before Love and Feeling, we had about a two or three year career just doing rock and roll. And we were having West Coast hits, little Latin Loopy Lou, my babe, that kind of stuff. And uh, he would uh, he would come to uh, come to all the clubs when we were working uh, up in L.A. And uh, he just became a good friend. And then I was I was on my own uh, at the end of the '60s and uh, the '70s, and uh, I went to work. Uh, at the Hilton, where Elvis was, and uh, I think Elvis got me the job. <laughs> but uh, 
Uh, and so we became uh, pretty close there. And uh, just a really good guy, great talent, great guy. Uh, probably, probably too much to handle for anybody. You know that there's. I've always said I, I don't want to be in the fast lane. I don't want to be in the slow lane. I just want to be in the middle lane. I think uh, I think you can hang around longer. <laughs> and the girls liked them. Uh, it's my understanding, huh? Oh boy, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, and Bobby and I went on the first. Uh, American Beetle tour, and uh, so we kind of got used to uh, young girls screaming and crying and you know yelling and boy, but Elvis was, uh, was more women than, than young girls, you know, and uh, uh, and you know I I guess Elvis handled all of that pretty good. I mean the Beatles really had a problem with. Uh, the kids not listening to what they were doing. They were busy screaming. And that, that's, uh, it's, it, that would be cool for about a week. <laughs> and uh, then, uh, calm down. Can you want to listen to these songs? And, but, uh, yeah, no, Elvis was, uh, he, he handled all that really well. He was a very polite gentleman and uh, just a good guy. I loved him a lot. And that Beatles tour, yeah, for you guys, it was um, Jackie DeShannon was on the bill and somebody called the Bill Black Combo and the uh, Exciters and um, must have been kind of a mixed bag experience for you guys because you were with the Beatles and you got to know them, but all that darn screaming, right? Oh man! Well, they were they were screaming while we were on, but they were screaming, "We want the Beatles!" <laughs> so we got used to that. But uh, uh, yeah, it was uh, well. It was. I mean, it, it was kind of distract. Well, obviously, very distracting to even the Beatles. And uh, uh, but you know, after a couple of years, we sort of figured out that wow, man, we had a front row seat to history. And you got to know the the boys, the young lads, right? Yeah, a little. I mean, you know, it's, they, it was pretty frantic for them. But we were all on the same plane going from town to town. So when we were on the plane, you know, we would all sit around and talk. And they were good guys, really good guys. They were, they were probably more amazed at what was going on than anybody. You know, it was pretty, pretty radical. Do you ever wonder sometime you know, with the untimely passing of John Lennon going way too soon, would he have really had a formidable career, you know, well through the the 90s and beyond? Well, I think he would have if he wanted it, you know, uh, as, long as, he, he, as long as he stayed in it. I mean, he was a great writer and made great records. And uh, uh, at, at some point, you have to like really love what you do, and I think I think John really did love what he did. So I think he would uh, still be around in one shape or form. It's like Paul McCartney. Paul's still still out there hammering, you know, just doing great. And so I think John would have done the same thing. And then, of course, the Beatles world intersected uh, your world with regard to the 
work you did and the historical significance of the work with Phil Spector, of course, right? Yeah. What eccentricities uh, that I may not have heard about about Phil Spector could you share with us? Well, yeah, every, every time somebody asks me about Phil, I know they're, they're waiting for a horror story. And uh, we, we really didn't have a horror story with Phil. Phil, uh, when we worked with Phil, I think he was just uh, winding down, and, uh, and he was, you know, doing all girl groups, you know, the Crystals and Darling Love and uh, all those girls. And, and Bobby and I were just kind of a couple of street guys. And uh, so he treated us, uh, he treated us really really good. He worked as hard, but uh, uh, every time you would work as hard, the songs would get better, so we were okay with that. So I don't, I don't really have, I, you know, I think I think maybe when, when we were with him, he was trying to make people think that he was real eccentric, and the truth is, is he wasn't. But, I, but in the later years, I think he talked himself into it. <laughs> But what a masterpiece that he was part of with you on You've Lost That Love and Feeling. I mean, it's a perfect, perfect song, Bill. Yeah, it's, uh, he, well, he was brilliant. I mean, just brilliant. I mean, to sit in the studio and watch what he did, and, and Love and Feeling was on like two or three, four, three, four track machine, and you listen to that record, my God. That wall of sound and how he how he did that I don't know but he was he was just a, he was a genius he was at that anyway just brilliant and it must really be a special feeling when you see the song uh, live further on in uh, you know Top Gun as an example that must really tickle you yeah I mean it's uh, it's. Yeah, people used to ask, say, boy, when, when somebody else does your song, does that make you mad? I said, no, that's that's a real honor. And uh, and for them to put uh, our our music into a, into a, a, mo- a movie, especially you know, uh, Top Gun. My God, that was a uh, that was expected to be a big, huge movie. And uh, so to have our have our song in there and the way they did it it was just uh it was just really cool i i wish i wish they would have put it in the in the new uh top gun one but uh, they didn't <laughs> but we we will never forget that song that's like the the song of our of our lifetime uh for sure tell me about the meticulous work being involved with the wrecking crew well, I, the wrecking crew, at least with Phil, you know, Phil would just work them really hard. I mean, I, just the rhythm section, I think, was in the studio for six or seven hours just doing the same the same thing because he had about four guitars and like four pianos and this and that. And so he kind of had to, had to mix them all together. And... Uh, so, they, I, but the, the wrecking crew, all those guys were incredible musicians, and they could they could pull off whatever whatever you asked them to do, they could do, and they had a good sense of what you were talking about, and uh, just wonderful guys. 
Do you ever go back and check out on YouTube things like uh, some of the the shindig performances? Well, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't go back to try and find them, but other people do, and they say, "Boy, have you ever seen this about?" <laughs> Show me an old shindig, and I don't even remember that guy. Um, that was uh, dang near sixty years ago. But uh, but no, it, it is kind of fun to go back and see that, and and you can kind of step back a little bit and uh, analyze the Righteous Brothers or wh- how or why you know we did what we did, and uh, you go back and look at the early stuff, and you can kind of tell well. I can see why people enjoyed that. Back in the early days, what were those Rolling Stones like? I hear they were they were kind of ruffians. Well, they they certainly were more street than the Beatles. We 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 did the first uh, the first American Rolling Stone tour too, and uh, and they and they hadn't made it yet. But we went on tour, and I think the next weekend they made it uh, huge. But they were they now they were just uh, compared to the Beatles, they they were just uh, just a little more street, you know. But they I they they were great guys. I mean, Keith is still a friend, and uh, and but the, yeah, they were they were they were closer to where Bobby and I were coming from. You know than than the Beatles, but uh, so no, I didn't. I mean, they maybe they were a little rough around the edges, but uh, but in a in a good way, I think. Well, in closing, when you look back at your great career and the fact that you're still working it and still enjoying it, any regrets there, Bill? Um, not really. I mean, life is life is life, and. Uh, there's been a lot of lows and some amazing highs. You know, looking back, you realize that this down made the high better and this and that. So I don't think there's, certainly I wouldn't, there's nothing I would change uh, musically. I mean, uh, privately or in my private life, there's a couple of things I wish didn't happen, but but did. Well, I salute you for this tour coming up and for your heart and blue-eyed soul and amazing music and we're so grateful for it and i'm grateful that you were on my taking a walk podcast oh man it was my pleasure i appreciate it thank you bill medley taking a walk with buzz knight is available on spotify apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Need an easy button to feed your baby? Baby Bretza's Formula Pro Advanced makes a perfectly mixed warm formula bottle automatically at the push of a button. No air bubbles, no fuss. Literally, choose your temp, select your ounces, push start, and you're done. Works with virtually all formulas and bottles. Say goodbye to the 3 a.m. feeding chaos and hello to this revolutionary stress-free solution. 
Raising a baby is hard enough. Let Baby Bretza make feeding a breeze. Get your Formula Pro Advanced at babybretza.com. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's Marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com.